Hey everyone, welcome to Caffeinated Humor. You know, there's one thing you can't really help, and that might be the color of your skin. And I realize that a lot's being made these days about well, what is it critical race theory says, that if you're, if you're white, you're inherently evil. Well, what if you're super pale? Does that mean you're more evil than most? I mean, I come from an incredibly pale people. I'll get into more about that in a minute, but here's the thought. If the, the tone of your skin is where evil might come from, then how is it that, you know, the movie Twilight entranced, entranced people? Hmm? I mean, that was a, a movie about incredibly pale people, and yet all of them seemed so nice, despite the fact that they were blood-sucking vampires. I'm still amazed at, at everybody's fervor about that. And in fact, it was kind of funny because around the same time those movies came out, there was also a series of books that came out uh, by one of my favorite authors, Larry Correa. And the book that started it all was Monster Hunter International. And it was all about the secret society of bounty hunters that hunt the undead for government uh, bounties. And it was amazing. It was a great series. Nothing was left hanging. Everything made a, a certain logic. So there wasn't anything in the book you looked at and said, well, this is our shit. It's like, okay, if the undead exist at all, here's how it would be. And it was never, that was funny because he made fun of the Twilight movies. They had an outbreak of vampires. And evidently when they got there, the local PD had, had completely quarantined off this uh, library at a university. And they said the, said, well, what happened? The bounty hunters are asking the sheriff. He says, well, the, the mayor said that, you know, they, they're not evil. They're just misunderstood. And she was one of those romance novel readers and thought that the, uh, the vampires were just a very romantic, you know, dark and brooding. And so she went in to talk to them and her head came rolling out a few minutes later. And I just, it always stuck with me. I always thought that was so funny. It's like, you know, the only people that seemed to tear each other's heads off in the Twilight movies were vampires tearing other vampires' heads off. And maybe that was the, the reason I liked the film. It's a film that I despised so much that whenever any of them got hurt, I was just kind of thrilled. I realize that's a dark little spot in my soul, but who knows, you know, you never know what lurks in people. Simply because somebody doesn't, you know, have fangs and sucking the blood out of people doesn't mean they're evil. I've met a couple of truly evil people in this world. If I had to pick the top two, one was a stone atheist and one was the most devoutly religious person I've ever met. And yet, dripping evil, I was uncomfortable being in the same room with them. But that's kind of how it is. Evil doesn't seem to favor religious or non. Because people have the potential of being evil. You know, there's a comedian, Bill Burr, and he does this hysterical bit about if you're driving down the road, he says, I have these evil thoughts. He says, you know, if I'm I'm driving next to really crowded sidewalks, he says, I keep my hand on top of the wheel and my life, I'm nobody. He says, I am just the, you know, driving to my, uh, my sister's house. He says, I move that wheel over about a quarter and it's, oh my God, the most horrific... Hit and run, crowd, dozens dead, 
the the assailant is in custody, all of a sudden everybody knows my name. And it, it was just going back and forth. He says, I'd never do it, but that thought's in my head. And it's like, oh, he's one of my favorite comics. Talented dude. And yet, you gotta wonder, because I, I made a lot of fun of the Twilight movies when they came out. It tempted me to read the books. I read, I think, half of the first book. And it just, I mean, the, the, the final manuscript must have been turned into the manufa- to the, the publisher written in crayon. It was so poorly done. And it was young adult fiction. Not even clever young adult like Harry Potter. It was basically this talking down piece of shit that, oh, it was, it could have been done a lot better if she was a better writer. But what is the measure of a good writer? She made millions off it. So if you judge it by how many books she sold, if you judge it by how much money she made, geez, she's up there with Hemingway because she made more than Hemingway at his best. And he didn't sell millions of books. He sold maybe thousands. And then he died and everybody discovered his shit. So if you don't make any money when you're alive and you don't sell thousands of books, are you a decent author? Using that logic, Stephen King is the greatest author ever to live. Blows Shakespeare out of the water, Hemingway can kiss his ass. It's kind of taking a dark turn here, so I think it's best just to kind of wrap all this up, wind all this angst into today's episode, Why I May Be a Vampire, on today's Caffeinated Humor. Now, there's a certain sick, can't-look-away thrill to ripping off a Band-Aid. It's not a masochistic type of thing, but more of a get-the-hell-off-me type of thing. The only problem is, if I get a cut on my leg, I am a hairy man. And I'm hairy enough that ripping the Band-Aid off becomes an unexpected waxing, which hurts a lot more, ends up looking like a bloody caterpillar. That's a disturbing little mental picture that's going to stay with you for a while. I don't get cut a lot. I'm kind of more of a bruise man. Kind of like a peach. If I haven't mentioned it before, I'm white. Perhaps a shade just this side, a translucent. I'm serious. One more shade lighter and you'd be able to see like muscle and bone and and all that stuff. I don't really tan. I believe that trait has been systematically bred out of me. I'm descended on one side by Irish coal miners who were a pale people that rarely saw the sun. So the whole tanning thing is not just difficult, but a, an out-and-out poss- impossibility. Burning is so much easier for some of us. And yet I know a few people that freak out at the thought of a sunburn. But when I was a kid, I used to get sunburned on purpose, just so I could peel. From the age of 5 to 13, I was always just a few layers away from being fully exposed to the, the, you know, underneath the the top layers of skin. And, and, oh, there's muscle, bone, and chubby little kid fat. However, over the years, the skin cancer Nazis put the fear in me. So no more going into direct sunlight if I can avoid it. Like a vampire, but by choice. And without all the cool parts. Reminds me of when the Twilight Saga was out. The final chapter was the... I can't remember the name of it, but it wasn't bad if you... That was like the uh, 
best movie of the whole series. Back when I was writing the blog, there was a guy that he reads the the he read the blog on an occasion, not a devoted reader, just every now and then. And he howled like a cat in cold water when I I wrote a blog post about the first Twilight movie. Said I was writing about shit no one wants to hear. And I fell in love with the uh, uh, amount of pissing and moaning that went on. So I figured I would relive that little thrill. You know, and it, for several posts, I would I even mentioned his name. This is for you, Ed. But Breaking Dawn Part Two, I thought of as one of the better films of the whole series, and it was lots of hot vampires, loads of action. Bad guys were all bad. Good guys were all good. And Dakota Fanning is killed horribly. I don't know why that made me feel joy, but it did. I was never really on Team Edward or Team Jacob. And I'm not sure who came up with that concept of the two different teams. But if it was a guy, I'm fairly certain he's not allowed within a hundred yards of a, a school with children. When the films came out and you saw people camping out for the premiere, there were way too many grown men. They weren't there with their daughters. They were just there. They were surrounded by teenage girls giggling their creepy little giggle. So... They were either into Edward, they were into Jacob, or they were into underage teenage girls. No matter what their interest, it was just creepy. I mean, you expect that kind of behavior from a teenage girl. But in the end, the movie did what the studios wanted it to do. They made a shit ton of money. And if that shocks you, what is it you were expecting? I mean, if they wanted to educate you, they'd make a movie about fine literature and no one would go see it. So what the studios did, they said, you know what? We made a lot of money with this Twilight Films. Uh, we could educate people. We could do fine films and raise the social consciousness and really, you know, help people. And instead, they troweled up the next bucket of crap and called it Fifty Shades of Grey. I think I just threw up a little bit in my mouth. It's okay. It's not going to ruin my morning coffee. Mm-hmm.